everything's a secret or a lie. Secrets and lies, secrets and lies. That's what causes all this hurt. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 20, where today I am talking to Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for doing this today. I'm just really happy to be able to participate. So you have heard this podcast, correct? Yes, I've heard a few episodes. And it's very important, I I feel, to get the word out. And I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, absolutely. So let's hear your story today. Why don't you take us back to the beginning and let us know what your original family was like and what your childhood was like? Sure, sure. Well, um, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family like so many. Um, I was born in 1953. Both of my parents were alcoholics um, and my mom had mental issues. Uh, They didn't mistreat me physically, but I was pretty neglected emotionally. My dad was a successful businessman. He had two partners, and although he drank daily, he was a functioning alcoholic. Uh, I had an older brother and a sister, and I always wondered why I didn't look like them much, why they were so much older than me. I mean, they were like 20 years older than me. My mom was 38 when she had me, and dad was 40. I always wondered why they had a child again when they had grown children. Uh, But I never questioned my parents about it. Uh, I grew up with my parents drinking and fighting well into the night sometimes. It was at these times that if they knew I had a different biofather, I'm sure it would have come out. Uh, So I'm pretty sure they didn't know or weren't sure. My father died in 1995 at 79 years old of cirrhosis. My mother died in 2004 of leukemia at 88 years old. Never once was there ever a hint I might have been another man's child, so no questions were ever asked and no stories ever told. But, you know, I always felt like I didn't quite fit in, kind of like the square peg in a round hole. It was not the typical 50s upbringing. Lots and lots of secrets and lies more so I found out now. But it was a fairly happy childhood. I mean, my mother loved me so much, uh, almost too much. And dad was gone a lot. So there wasn't a close connection there. And that's pretty much how I grew up. Sounds like you had a really close, loving connection with your mother. I did. She was very, very attentive to me in some ways, and then almost completely ignoring of me and others. I I don't know how to describe it, but um, 
She loved me, there was no doubt in my mind, but it was different than her love for my sister and my brother, who, like I said, were 20 years older than me. Hmm. Yeah, it was always odd. I always thought that was odd. 20 years older than you. Yes. How did you find out you were an NPE? Okay. Um, It was September of 2014. DNA, DNA tests were now becoming pretty available to the general public. And I had always loved genealogy. I had researched my dad's family extensively. Uh, He came from a family of Swedish immigrants. They immigrated in the late 1800s. And I really identified with his family. Um, On the other hand, my mother had not kept in touch with her family over the years. So I didn't know too much about them. She told me they were English and French. So I thought, well, I'll just buy this DNA test now that they're available and it'll tell me, you know, how much English, how much French. And then of course I'll be about 50% Swedish. That, that was a given to me because dad was a hundred percent. Um, when I did the DNA test, my results came up a little odd. Uh, they came up 52% great British. Okay. That figured, but there was about 17% Irish and I, didn't think there was any Irish in my family. Uh, Then a bunch of other little stuff, Italian, Greece, but only 1% Scandinavian. And the first thing in my mind was, whoa, that's got to mean my dad was not my biological dad. Now, remember, this is 2014. People still weren't really talking about MPEs or finding these things out. I thought, well, maybe my Swedish ancestors came originally from another European country. Maybe it was just a geographical mystery. I was convinced the matches that I was finding with names I never heard of were just probably long lost family. Uh, My matches were no closer than a third cousin at that time. So I just kind of mulled it over and just kind of, you know, I called my sister and said, hey, guess what? I think dad's not my dad. And we laughed. I mean, I didn't really believe that. I just thought it was odd. So uh, in April of 2015, I asked one of my cousins on my dad's side if he would take the test just so I could confirm that we matched. My cousin's test came back mid-2015, and it turned out we didn't match at all. Not only did he test, but so did his sister and his sister's daughter, and I did not match any of them. So I definitely knew then that I was not related to my father. And at at that same time, I had been studying my people matches, and I was showing up as a cousin to lots of people from Alabama, or they had family ties to Alabama, and I had no clue, uh, but I still was fuzzy. I I just didn't quite get it. Uh, My mom's family, part of them had been from the Louisiana area, so I thought, well, maybe the South came through in that. So I put my questions on Ancestry.com which I have belonged to for years, and I have quite an extensive family tree, mostly on my father's side at that time. And I got some wonderful responses, some things to think about. I was advised to get my only living sibling, my sister, tested to see if we came up as full or half siblings. That never had occurred to me before. Uh, But we didn't get around to testing until October, excuse me, of 2015. And as I suspected, it turned out we were half, half sisters. Uh, then all the pieces started falling into place. She matched to my cousins on dad's side that had already tested for me. 
She didn't match to the cousin matches I was receiving with the Alabama roots. So by now I, I knew that had to be the truth. Uh, and that my biological father's family had to be someone who didn't match my sister's DNA. And, you know, then geographically, they had to be in Los Angeles, where I grew up in 1952, be from Alabama or descended from people from Alabama. And it just took me some time. Uh, I was researching, I created a mirror tree, which is a family tree where I could plug in where I thought I might belong and see how my cousin matches triangulated with me. Uh, then I, I thought I found the right family. Uh, they had been from Alabama. They had come to Los Angeles. All the right times uh, worked out. But... <laughs> There was a problem. Uh, I reached out to one of the sons of this man that I thought might be my biological father. And this is where the story gets like so many other NPEs. Uh, I reached out. I found his work email. I emailed him. Uh, and he was very reluctant. He, was, he was kind of like one of those people who is very suspicious, uh, didn't believe it. And I was really sweet and very, very kind in the way I wrote to him. And he was just very short. And I, I just offered to get the DNA test to see if we matched. If we didn't, I explained to him it was no big deal. Even if we did match, I just wanted to know the answer. Didn't mean I wanted to anything from them or be a part of their lives. And he led me on for six months saying, oh, I'll think about it. I might test, whatever. So I was in hiatus for about six months. Then finally, a uh, second cousin popped up on my tree or in my ancestry hints. And in digging in that, I found the family that moved to California from Alabama sometime right before my, not too long before my birth. I found out there were three boys born to this man and one girl. Then I went to my favorite place, Facebook. I found the three boys. It's really simple when you know what you're looking for. But since I had such a terrible experience with that first guy, uh, there was no way I was going to contact anyone and go through that rejection again. I really, really was hurt that he was so standoffish. So I didn't know what to do. And in comes an angel cousin. We all know there are people that are outlying in our families that are so willing to help. And this cousin's name was Sonia. We met while I was emailing all the third cousins trying to find this connection. And she was so interested and wanted to help so much. She's a sweet lady. Didn't know me at all. Yet she offered to contact the brothers on Facebook and sort of feel them out. She planned to tell him she was researching the surname that originated in Alabama. She found they were descended from them and see if they were interested uh, she figured if she built a relationship with them, maybe she could sort of lead up to my story and suspicion their father might be my father. I thank her and off we go to a family camping trip. And then what happened next changed my whole world. I didn't expect to hear anything from her for a while. But what I didn't know is that she was able to contact the youngest brother first. She reached out on Facebook and he wanted to talk to her on the phone. They had a nice long chat about the family history that they knew they shared. And I guess 
My brother, whose name is Scott, was very forthcoming about his life, and Sonia felt comfortable about going ahead and telling him my story. She asked him if he was willing to take a DNA test, and he said he'd think about it, but he really wanted to talk to me. So Sonia calls me up right away and tells me this breakthrough bombshell. I was like, whoa, me? He wants to talk to me? Is he going to tell me to go to hell and leave him alone? I mean, I was really nervous. Uh, She gave me his number, and right there I called him. And we're out on a camping trip, you know, on the Sacramento River. I was so nervous. Oh, my God. I felt like passing out. And when when he answered the phone, he was so sweet and so understanding. He was not mad. He was not afraid I was besmirching his father's name. He just wanted to know who I was and see if he could help me. God, I felt like that was such a concept, you know. We had the nicest talk. I explained to him that I did the DNA test through Ancestry.com. I explained it turned out I was not the daughter of the man who raised me, and I was trying to discover who my biological father was. He told me about how his sister had just passed a couple of years before, and she was very much into family history, and she would have loved this story. I was really sorry to hear that she had passed away. We hung up with a promise from me to send him the DNA test and to keep in touch along the way. So when I got off the phone, boy, I ordered that test fast. I had it sent to him. But my big question was, how did my mom know this man? They didn't live in the same city, although not too far away from each other. And they didn't work in the same industries. So there was no connection. Then I started thinking about uh, what my folks used to do in the 1950s. Well, they loved bowling. They'd been very active in the Elks Lodge near them. And uh, my dad was a pretty good bowler and used to bowl with the Elks Leagues. Uh, So I decided to contact the Elks Lodge and see if they had a roster for 52 and see if my possible father was on it. And, And you know what he was. So then I remembered a photo album and this is where it gets really freaky because I have a lot of photo albums, but this particular album wasn't mine, and it wasn't my folks. This album belonged to a man that was on their bowling teams, and he was a family friend. Really neat guy. Very important in my young childhood. Um, His name was Buck, and he passed away in the late 70s. His wife gave this photo album to my folks because it had a lot of pictures of, of our family, and especially me when I was little. Uh, he used to like to take pictures. And so he put them all in this album and the lady brought them to my folks. And so I started thinking about that album. I hadn't looked at it in a while, but I, I brought it out and I just started going through it. And as I'm flipping through the album, I find the smoking gun right in front of me was a group photo of a bowling team. And there was my mom and dad and this man, Buck, who's the album belonged to. And standing next to my dad that raised me is the man that was my biological father. I knew it was him right away. Yeah, it it was really something. I knew it was him. And also his name was written. Everyone had signed the picture. So his name was written across his body on the picture. And I took that picture. I took a picture of it and I sent it off to... Scott's and my other brother. And he said, Oh my God, I have that same picture. 
So my biological father had saved that picture and he left it with his things. My mother never saved that picture, but Buck had saved that picture and I ended up with it through inheritance. So now we're just waiting for the DNA test to come back. And I had a chance to go down to LA. My, I have three half brothers. Two of them live in the LA area and one lives North in Oregon. And I had a chance to go to LA before the DNA test for proof ever came back. And I went down and Scott wanted to meet me. Bruce wanted to meet me. And so we met up at Scott's house. I have never felt so comfortable with a couple of guys that up until, you know, a couple of months before that I had never knew existed. And we talked and we had lunch and we visited and they were sure I was their half sister, even though we didn't have proof. So I drove back home after our meeting uh, and Scott was just so excited. And he's like, when does the DNA results come back? When does the DNA results come back? And I kept saying, you just have to wait, 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 wait. As I'm driving home, my phone pings and I look real quick at my phone, which you're not supposed to do when you're driving, but I was so excited. And the results came back, pulled off the freeway and, I was so nervous to look at those results, but when they came back, Scott was proved to be my half-brother, which meant I had a whole new family. Um, then I had to tell my sister, and that's where it gets not so good. Uh, my, my sister... At first, she was like, oh, well, that's interesting. But she swears she never knew. Now, when my mother got pregnant with me, my sister was still living at home. She was 17, getting ready to get married. And I I don't know if she knew or not. I, I, she said she was the one who told my mother she was pregnant. She just could tell by the way, she was looking and acting. Uh, but she said she never knew that mom had been with another man. You hadn't had to know our mom. She was a big flirt, majorly. Uh, and she drank quite a bit. When she did, she just got poop-faced. So I can see it happening. But... Uh, as time went on, my sister just seemed to be more bothered by it. And eventually she just stopped talking to me. I was no longer allowed to come and visit her, stay at her house where I had always stayed at her house when I went down to Los Angeles. And, uh, it's been almost four years and we haven't talked in probably three other than if I go down there, I go visit her, say hello, but she does not want to talk about the whole situation. So it's been exciting because my brothers have accepted me. My older brother that my my biological father 
uh, was married during World War II. Uh, and it was a short marriage, but he had a son. And that's my older brother, Ron. He lives in Oregon. He's been here to visit me. I've been up there to visit him. We really get along well. I've been down three or four times to Los Angeles area and visited my other brothers, and we're always in touch. Um, the sister that I had, my half-sister, uh, from my biological father, she passed away in 2013. And I really, really am sorry that I didn't get to meet her. She was very big into family, oh. very big into gene genealogy. She had done a lot of work on our family. And the funny thing is that when I learned her whole name, her middle name was Louise. My mother's name is Louise. So my mm -hmm. biological father who married two years after the affair with my mother, named his first child with a middle name, Louise, my mother's name. Oh, so in wow. my mind, yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, I, I think that maybe they were in love. Maybe it was a situation where they were in love and she didn't mind getting pregnant. I, I don't know. I, you know, it, my mother is gone. My biological father died in 89. Nobody told anybody anything. So all I can do is speculate. So that's how it has ended up. And, and I'll tell you what. Um, I have to thank my husband a million times over. He has supported me through this search for my roots. He has been my rock. The rest of my family doesn't really understand my search. It's put a rift, as I told you, between my sister and I. But I can't help yeah. that if they're not supportive or understanding my feelings, that's on them, not me. It's my journey. I'm so glad I made it before I got yeah. too old to meet any of my biological family. I wish I could have met my father, but he, like I said, passed in 89. I don't think he knew about me, but I don't know for sure. I don't know if my mother knew he was, I was his child. But I do know that my mom and dad that I grew up with never, ever let me think I wasn't wanted or unloved. I can't help but feel that my mom chose to keep me because I was Robert's child. She was 38 when she had me. My sister and brother were already grown and almost married. When I discovered Robert as my father and that he named his first child with a middle name the same as my mother's, that's too much of a coincidence. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe. But in my mind, they were in love for a while. Maybe I'm making that up in my head, but who doesn't love, who doesn't like a love story? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do too. You know, my mom and dad were married like 60 years before my dad passed away. They, they were a love story in themselves, but I can, I can see it. I mean, I heard rumors of my dad having a couple of affairs, so I, I'm not surprised that my mom would. Yeah. I'm just surprised that I never had a freaking clue. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my story. Wow.
Thank you. I thank you, You're Judy, welcome. for sharing that. And you have these, it's like this happy, this happy ending intermixed with this sadness because of the, well, the estrangement with your sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I too can see that. And I've thought so many times, um, you know, when you think about uh, an NPE being born out of, out of love, out of an, an affair mm-hmm. where these people are already in a committed marriage. They have children, they have a life together, but yeah, they have fallen in love and have a child with someone else and just can't, mm-hmm. can't, can't create that new life though, because of their previous commitments. And yeah. Right. Right. And it just, it was the fifties, you know, it was, as we're finding out now, people did the same things then that they do now. It's just that everything was hush hushed and covered up Yeah, in the fifties. Yeah. I did want to say, I'm, I'm sorry for the sadness with your, your sister. I wanted to acknowledge that because that's very unfair, Thanks. unfair to you amidst all of what could be a happy ending we always, that so many of us have upset family members. Yes. 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 I've talked to so many people, you know, and, but she won't, it's funny. She won't admit that that's what bothers her. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't, I've tried talking to her and she just does not want to talk. Um, but I, I have an idea why she doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, it turns out, since I've become a genealogy wizard and <laughs> asked a lot of people a lot of questions and asked other family members to test, turns out that her oldest son is an NPE too. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, nobody knew except I gather my mother knew. She said something to my nephew many years ago. And... It just so happens that while I'm going through my NPE search, he was questioning my sister. After all these years, he started questioning her, and she got very, very upset. Oh, yes. But but I didn't know any of this. My family is so closed-mouthed about everything. Drives me nuts. I'm an open book. Ask me anything. I'll probably tell you. And... Now I understand where I get this from because the family I grew up with is just not like that at all. And my mother was not like that at all. Everything's a secret or a lie. Secrets and lies, secrets and lies. That's what causes all this hurt. The one thing my sister did say to me, though, when I first discovered all this, she said, I just want you to know I don't want to meet them. Whoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really want you to meet them. They're not your family. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're mine. If you were interested, fine. But okay. Yep. <laughs> so my husband has been so wonderful. My kids, you know, I have three boys. Um, two of them think it's fairly interesting, but not that big a deal. One of them thinks I've just caused so many problems in the family because of my search. Oh, you, yes. The, the you being the troublemaker. Yes. I'm the troublemaker. Yep. I've been there. I, I, (laughs) yeah, I, I'm the one who has caused all these problems by finding out and then telling everybody. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So kudos to your um, supportive husband. We we all deserve supportive spouses, and I'm glad you have one. He sounds wonderful. Oh, he is an amazing man, and I love him even more now than I did before oh. because of his support. Thanks again to Judy G for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.